Hi, I'm Sarah Jenner, Executive Director of Mindful Employer Canada, and you're joining us for another episode of Noble Leaders Having Noble Conversations. On today's episode, we have Lauren Bernardi, partner at Bernardi Human Resource Law. Lauren, thank you so much for joining me today. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. I'm going to pick your brain with a few questions about noble leaders. And first, I want to start with what does being a noble leader mean to you? Thank you for having me uh, on this podcast, Sarah. I gave a lot of thought to the question around what does being a noble leader mean to you? And to me, it's really about character, mm-hmm. um, living the values that are important to you as an individual, as a leader, but also the values that are part of your organization. So what do you stand for? What is the purpose of your organization and what's your purpose in life? And I think if you are true to those things, if you have integrity mm-hmm. around your values, that will generate being a noble leader. It's not about certain practices or techniques. It's really about at their core, what is your intention? And if your intention is noble, mm-hmm. then I think that makes you a noble and effective leader. Yeah, and that it sounds like you're really walking the talk. That I think so often we see those positive posters um, plastered on someone's wall that make it seem like they're really there, like you said, with integrity, with character, that they have great intentions, um, but that then they don't always follow through. And that can be really confusing for employees sometimes. It can be. And I always like that expression that sometimes the right thing is the hardest Mm -hmm. thing. And it can be very difficult. And obviously, I'm human. I've slipped myself. But always trying to get myself back on track for for living those those values that are important and I agree I think it's not a platitude it's not a poster mm-hmm. it's how you live your life yeah absolutely and I love that I that you shared that we all slip sometimes and you know what it's not that if you slip that now you're putting yourself down or um, you feel like you're never going to get back on track but having some of that self-forgiveness and allowing yourself okay I'm reflecting on what just happened um, and that I'm going to do things differently next time and how will I approach that differently and then taking some different steps in the future and really growing from that opportunity. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Great. And so what has been your biggest challenge as a leader? Well, for me, the, the, I think the purpose in my life is to help organizations create psychologically safe workplaces, Mm -hmm. which means I want to do that in our firm as well, creating a psychologically safe workplace. I think one of the challenges is that we often think that that means making it a great culture, making it Mm. a positive culture, making it fun, and it does, but it also means balancing that against holding people accountable, Mm -hmm. accountable to to follow your policies, accountable to get their work done, accountable to live your values as an organization. One of our biggest values is respect. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that we all live up to that at all times. And that can be a challenge because I think sometimes we confuse the two and we think, let's just make it fun and then it's psychologically safe. But people actually feel safer psychologically when people are getting their jobs done, when Mm -hmm. they have that sense of ownership and that we're all in this together. And so I think that we have to make sure that we are are doing both. My father, um, he was in HR for 36 years and I learned a lot from him and his mantra was always firm but fair Mm -hmm. and I think that is the right balance it's hard to achieve it is you have to constantly be monitoring that but being firm meaning holding people accountable Mm -hmm. and being fair and respectful and those are the things that create the 
the great cultures. Yeah, and I think having that structure around people makes them feel safe, safe in their position that they know what's expected of them, but I think also safe knowing that um, if a coworker or a client for some reason shows the some negative um, behaviors to them that they know that someone is going to be held accountable that that's not something they're going to fear is going to continue on and on and on that they know something will be done about it and like you said firm but fair so that they those actions will be reflected on but in an understanding way and not necessarily a shaming or blaming way absolutely and I think accountability also rests at the top it rests mm-hmm. with me as well so that if I've screwed up I've got to own it. I've yeah. got to talk about it. I've got to change things. And, mm-hmm. and that, that, again, can be hard to do. And I think sometimes leaders think, I can never admit to being wrong. Yeah. And I think that, that shows strength when you admit to being wrong. It garners mm-hmm. more respect when you admit to being wrong. And then showing that we're prepared to make different decisions moving forward. Yeah, another uh, individual I was speaking to, Nina Purewall, who is a part of um, a book called Let That Shit Go, recently said to be confident but humble and have humility. So I think that absolutely speaks to what you're saying, that idea of we're all going to make mistakes. And when we have that confidence to say, I messed up, but I want to do this differently, I think that gives us so much opportunity for growth and it lets our employees know that hey I know you're human you're going to make mistakes too and that doesn't make you a bad person or an awful worker um, that we're going to work together to learn from that that experience um, as an office as an employee as a leader as well that's amazing and so what would you say to someone who might be finding themselves in a similar situation where maybe they have created this environment that they feel like is very positive, but they're starting to notice things slipping a little bit and they know they need to hold their staff accountable, but they're not just sure how to approach it. I think the best way is to identify it, mm-hmm. to, to name it. You can't change it unless you identify it. Not to come down on people in a harsh way or to start disciplining people or anything mm-hmm. like that, but to just say, I've noticed these things are happening. We need to right this ship again. These are my expectations. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people want to perform. They just don't know what the expectations are. It's one of the psychosocial factors under the national standard, Mm -hmm. clear leadership and expectations. And so sometimes people are straying because they're straying, and sometimes they're straying because you haven't been clear about what you need from them. And so providing that clarification can be really helpful because most people want to do what is expected we just need to make sure they know what that is Mm -hmm, that we all want to come to work today and feel like we have a purpose um, and that we're going to be able to accomplish something and not necessarily always have it recognized but that we're a part of a team who is kind of moving a ship forward in a way that um, that it's not always just fun and fun and games and that we have rooms with board games set up or we have lounges that people can just sit and enjoy a cup of coffee and but that they understand there are those things but there there's still work that has to be done as well absolutely great yes. and what is something positive that you've brought into the workplace as a leader that you feel like has really um, had an effect on your employees I think our focus on the psychological well-being mm-hmm. of people here, we implemented the national standard a few years ago. As you know, that's yeah. not a one-and-done kind of thing, so it requires constant tweaking. Mm-hmm. Um, we're constantly looking at things like workloads, balancing, rebalancing, 
uh, when people are experiencing personal issues, this happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's how do we help them through that instead of you know coming down on people if their performance is, is lagging. How can we support you through this transition in your life mm-hmm. so that you can come in and feel like you're accomplishing something here as well? So all of those things, those are some of the bigger ones. And then there's even small ones. And one of my favorite little things that we have implemented here is a five-minute meditation before meetings. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it is amazing the influence that that can have on a meeting. It's not just a put your cell phone away kind of thing, which is important, yeah. but we need people to be fully present in meetings to have their focus, their attention, their creativity there. Mm-hmm. And if we just breathe for five minutes before we start a meeting, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, and I think sometimes walking into a meeting, I know certainly I've come from one call or one meeting, hopping into another, and while that second meeting is a completely different topic that's happening, Um, something could have happened in that first meeting or call that just rubbed me the wrong way or left me feeling in a down mood and having that five minutes to kind of just refocus your mind. Um, and like you said, to be present in that meeting and not to necessarily carry those negative feelings into the next one, not only opens up so much opportunity for creativity and ideas in the new one, but I think it also can protect the employee from saying or doing something that based on those negative feelings that they have entering the meeting that they may then regret later on. Absolutely. I had a yoga teacher who said once, you've given your body permission to be here, Mm -hmm. give your mind permission to be here too. Mm -hmm. And so that's the other benefit. Our mind is often back on that phone call that might have been difficult or the 10 things that we have to do Mm -hmm. when the meeting is over. This just gives us that moment to pause and reflect. And I will even do it just during a busy day. Those are the days when I need it the most. So I'm I'm feeling flustered, it's chaotic, there's so much going on. I will sit down and just do a five-minute meditation. And then I can focus and I'm much more productive. But we tend to think I can't afford that time, I can't yes. afford that time. <laughs> but it's an investment. It's, it, it actually pays off way more than just the five minutes that you lose. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many amazing apps out there now. I know myself, um, I think there are some individuals who can just coach themselves in a meditation. I know I need that guided meditation. Otherwise, my mind does start to wander thinking about what do I have to be doing in 30 minutes or what is my task list that I have today? How am I going to accomplish this, this and this? Who am I waiting to hear from on something? And then it becomes almost frustrating because you think, oh, that time I had put aside for myself, I am just wasting. Um, So do you often do the guided meditation? I use an app called Insight Timer, Mm -hmm. which I like because it's a menu. So I can pick based on the length of time that I want Mm -hmm. and then the type of topic. Is it about stress? Is it about Mm -hmm. focus? Whatever it is, I can choose that. They also have a little button where you can just listen to a sound, an ambient sound, which there's water, there's uh, birds, whatever you want, there's (laughs) singing bowls. And so it will depend on what I feel I need at that time. Sometimes I need the guided meditation. Sometimes that feels like noise and I just want the quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like having that opportunity, but that also means that I'm checking in with myself Mm -hmm. and asking myself, what do I need right now? Even just that exercise is helpful because you're stopping and pausing and thinking about where am I right now in my day. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And you're really walking the talk as a leader and letting your staff know, hey, it's okay to take five minutes for yourself. It's going to make you a better employee for me. Um, Because oftentimes I know we really talk about psychological health and safety and sometimes we worry about forgetting about the bottom line, but there is a bottom line that we have to be concerned about. Um, So letting employees know that you taking that five minutes if you need it is going to help us in the long run. 
um, and it's going to help you as an employee in your interactions with coworkers and clients throughout the day, which is going to affect the entire environment, I think, in a really positive way going forward. Absolutely. Yes. Lauren, thank you so much for sitting and chatting with me today. I really appreciate all these insights and experiences you've shared with us. And I know myself, I'm definitely going to take a moment today for a five minute meditation throughout the day. Um, and thank you all for listening. This has been another episode of Noble Leaders Having Noble Conversations.